Today is, oh, I don't know when I'm going to release this. Thursday, October, oh, fuck, it's November. Damn it, I did that twice in a row. This is a fun episode. Voicemails, manager interviews, jokes, less serious, less actual baseball talk. Let's dive in. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. I'm Jimmy. This is Jake. He's in Denver. I'm in California. We're two transplanted Yankee fans. We're coming to you with some uh, baseball stuff. Say hi, Jake. Let's talk Yanks, LTY. LTY. So I set up the voicemail. Now, Jake and I talked earlier. Leaving voicemails is tough. Like if I have to call my aunt and uncle or my uh, boss and leave a voicemail, I just sound like a flubbering, flustering fool. Uh, okay, and thanks. And uh, yeah, bye. So totally get it. If our listeners are shy, don't want to leave voicemails. But I'm hoping it turns around because it's going to be fun. We're going to try and do... I don't know how we'll do it, but I, I would like to do more voicemail-oriented, question-oriented, fun episodes here and there that are maybe a little quicker, not like a full hour. So our first premise, Cashman's interviewing everyone under the sun. We figured, let's get some interviews out, talk about your three steps for running the 2018 New York Yankees. We have, I think we got five voicemails, a couple write-ins. I have mine, you have yours. Should I just hit us with mine right away? What's yours? I already tweeted them out, but, num- but we'll go through them. Number one, Tanaka leads all team speeches. And yep. if he wants to use a translator, he can, but it has to be Brett Gardner. <laughs> That's just good stuff, because either you That's get a team stuff. speech that no one understands, which brings, <laughs> the, <laughs> which brings the team together, because they're like, what the fuck did Tanaka just what say? What was that? And then they're like, Brett, Brett, what did he say? And Brett Gardner's just in the corner, like he's getting dressed. He wasn't even listening. And he's like, I don't fucking know. I speak Japanese. And then that's it. <laughs> that's, that's number like, one. That's like the team prank. It's like the um, in Billy Madison, the old guy who always steps on the poop. Like every <laughs> time, every time Brett Gardner Brett Gardner doesn't expect it. And they say, Brett, what's Tanaka just say? Guys, I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> Oh, fucking no. <laughs> All right. What was my second one? I'm kind of blanking on my own now. Ah, oh, shit. This is bad. Do you remember? This is good. This is remember, good. Do you remember Should my I second one? Talk about mine. No, do you remember I, my second one? I wrote mine down like a professional. I thought I would remember my own fucking things. Oh, here, here, hold on. Should have used your brain. Okay, here was my second one. I just found it. After every three-game losing streak, you pick the lineup out of a hat. So I'm just all about keeping the clubhouse loose. Right. Billy Martin picked his lineup out of a hat after a losing streak. I think Reggie Jackson let off. Uh, they need to do that more. Yeah. Just like, hey, it's fucking dog days of summer. We just lost three in a row to the Twins, whoever. Lineup's out of a hat today. Great, good. So, Keeps- so, so if Joe Madden did that, you'd love it. For the record. No, but I'm predisposed to hate <laughs> Joe Madden. If right. I hate Joe That's Madden because he But if Joe Madden did it and didn't do the animal shit, I would like it. <laughs> uh, and three was no injuries. No injuries allowed. Which is right. I mean, if you come into an interview with and, and don't offer that, yeah. Well, you're not gonna get the job. It's a hey, I'm, I'm gonna keep us healthy. 
And if you're listening right now and you're really confused, these are silly. <laughs> We're having a fun episode. And no, that's genius. All right, I mean, so what are your th- if you can, thoughts on mine? You can ensure no injuries. Um, I think yeah, you can I, just like steroids. steroids. Really, so, really sold myself. Yeah, you partially sold me on the Tanaka Gardner pump-up team. That's Gardner great. just joke over his head all year, every day. Doesn't get. How it. about this? If we sign Otani, Otani's got to do the first round, and then they got to be like Tanaka. What did he say? And then Tanaka also just says it in Japanese. So you're just playing telephone now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, drawn out of a hat. I I get that. Keeping baseball loose. No injuries. I mean, that's just smart. That's <laughs> just a heady. That's a heady thing to do. That's basically what happened when we signed Roger Clemens and he brought his strength coach over and just gave everyone steroids. Like, Pettit, you're hurt? No, here's some HGH. Like, There's going to be no injuries on the Roger Clemens watch. No, like that. That worked out great. Um, What was I going to say? So this was actually kind of tough for me because we read through some of our fan answers, and they're pretty good. But, like, like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, Gary Sanchez hits a home run every at-bat. Like, uh, (laughs) a... Part of that takes out the fun for me. Some the fans did a lot more creative, had more creativity than me. My first one, and I, I you know, kind of wanted to start. Okay, I'm actually doing it, and this is going to be silly. Family dinner every Sundays. So, I'm all and in. I'm everyone, family, kids, like the anti Robin Ventura, Chris Sale thing. We're losing. We're winning. I don't care if it's a night game. It's before the game. If it's not, it's after. There's no questions asked. Your Sunday, you're spending it as a family. We are the Yankees. Boom. Do you want me to comment now or wait till you're done with all three of you? You comment now, please. Would it count if before games or after games they just ate in the locker room at a giant at a giant table, or did they have to go to no. a restaurant or a family's house? I mean, it has to. It it has to be a whole thing. I mean, this is everyone on the team. You have to trade off, like, whose house you go to. We're, I mean, we're starting to get into 50 to 100 people. This is, this is like, a whole thing. Right. So, I mean, it could be at the Yankee facility or something like that. The Yankee Stadium, we'll even call it. But, <laughs> um, like, this has to be a big thing. This isn't just put out a buffet table, everyone fill your plate and get out of there. Like, no, 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 this is no, a, no TV dinner bullshit. We're eating no. as a family. Phones yeah. down. Phones in the middle. You got a phone basket in the middle. Yes. Now, see, now you're getting it. I'm just telling you what my family does. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so my, my number two, uh, again, this was kind of just really easy for me, was just make CC a player coach. And it, you know, get, get CC on the team. He, like, Bullies thing, like, before you can talk to whoever the manager is, like, you have to run it past CC first. Is he, and is like, the go-to. Yeah, he's and it's just like, he gives you the Caesar thumb, and it's going to be like, man, get out of here with that shit, or like, okay, yeah, talk to the manager. CC's <laughs> like, like a no, <laughs> a no for 80% of the stuff. Just shuts, like, everything down that could be problematic. And then 20% of the stuff that he thinks is important, like, okay, you can talk to the manager. I love it. Now, he can't be a manager because CC said on R2C2 podcast that he doesn't know, like, a shit about stats. He says, I know ERA oh, and batting average, and that's all. 
That's fine. He's he's okay. the player's manager. Oh, he's like a rep for the team. Yes, yes. I love that because I was here. I was trying to picture what coaching role he would be, and I was like, let's put him at as the first base coach because you don't really do no. much. I was like, CeCe would hate that. He'd be like, yo, I'm going to go sit the fuck down. This shit sucks. Yeah. Then I moved him over to the third base, a little more active in my brain. But I was like, CeCe's just sending everyone. Like, get the fuck off. Go. Go home. And yeah, then that score. didn't work out. That's Luis Soho was coaching third. Like, yeah, just score. Go home. Just score. So, yeah, so a player rep is great. Yeah, like he's he's like the player rep and the manager rep at a certain point. Like, like, new, like new manager walks up to Gary Sanchez and is like, hey, Gary, uh, we're going to do batting practice earlier today. Uh, make sure you show up. And Gary's like, did you talk to CC about that shit? Yeah. Okay, kind of, I like it. It's like a good middleman. Yeah. Okay, next. And then my last one, I this this one I got. Now I'm feeling like it's generic silly, but I think it would sincerely be fun. If you strike out, you just have to do like one push-up at the plate. Like, can umps do can umps get mad at you for that? Like, no, right? I mean, yeah, the umps get mad at everything. But right. no. But like there's nothing in the rule book that says like you get ejected for that. But like just picture like I'm picturing players that they're like just their angriest moment, like a third strike gets called. They're so pissed. Like that was off the plate. And then they have that realization where now oh, I have to, I have to do one push up. <laughs> and It'd be absolutely great. If they're arguing ball, like the third strike with the, with the umpire and in mid argument, just dropped down for a quick push up, came back up, still yelling. Yeah. Like, no, I have to get this out of the way. And so the other part that I like, because that's kind of a spinoff major league when the guy hit, Willie Mays Hayes hit a pop-up, he had to do push-ups. I kind of like it the other way around, too, that if the pitcher strikes out a batter, everyone in the field minus the catcher has to do a push-up. <laughs> you, you get punished for your pitcher striking someone out? It's like the, it's like the pitcher's reward. It'd be hilarious to see the, the whole team just drop and do one in unison. And especially, like, game-winning strikeouts. Like everyone dropping as fast as they can to do a push up and then get up and celebrate. I don't know about the fielders. I don't know if I like the fielders doing, but everything else you're hired. Kind of funny with like runners on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wanna move over the voicemails? Yeah, these are and the thank God we reached out to you. These are a lot better than ours. Sorry. All right. Uh first one, let's see. Hopefully everyone can hear this and you can hear it. Should I just play them all the way through? Then we'll break it down. One by one, or should I pause it in between? Uh, play them all the way through, but make notes of what's said. All right. We'll make sure you listen to it. Here we go. Here's the first one. Eric here. Got my three-part plan to manage in the Yanks. Part one, we're going to keep Batances, and we're going to have him start every third game. That way, if bad Batances shows up, we still got eight innings. Part two, Chase Headley always has a horrible month of the year. We're just going to have him sit out for a month, just middle of the year, June. Chase, go on vacation. That'll be the month where he would have been bad. (laughs) Part three, we're going to tell Aaron Hicks that he's no longer a switch hitter. He hit 312 right-handed and 240 left-handed, both pretty good. But Aaron, you're right-handed now. Those, Those make a lot of sense. Those are good. Those were, like, reasonable and silly. So we'll attack them one at a time. One, Batances every third game starts. 
That way, if Potances walks the first two guys and then gives up, uh, and then hits the next guy and you got bases loaded, you got eight innings to come back from it. That's what he's saying. Right. It's not bad. That might, starter might get upset, but like if you're gonna, if you want, you're still gonna get a good inning out of Potances when he's good. Yeah, or even two innings. Like if he's cruising, she's just and every three days starting pitcher. <laughs> you never be like, hey, Potances really blew that game. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, all right, fuck it, Potances is out. Well, it got Not to bad. the point where it was what four pitches? What was what was Patances' earliest hook? Six pitches? I think he always got to a second batter. I think I saw six. So when it's that recognizable, not ridiculous. All right. Uh, his second was, which is Chase Headley always had us a bad month, which is true. Chase always has a bad month. Uh, he had a really, really bad month last year. He just sent him on vacation. I really like this. It, it made me laugh like that would have been his bad month. But imagine Chase like goes 0 for 5 one day. It's like, fuck. And then the next day. And we're in like June, like early June, goes over five again. And now the manager's like, Chase. Yeah. You thinking this is it? You thinking this is the start of the month thing? Is this and the month where you play terrible baseball? <laughs> and then the third day, Chase goes over five, just walks back into the clubhouse, starts packing his bags, be like, I think this is going to be the month, coach. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. See you. See you in a month. Come back. Be great. Call up Andrew Hard, give him his shot. That's the only that's the only tricky part is I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to peg a month off the bat just because we don't know I would do what you did there kind of you get a your three game set to start the month Chase if you yeah. have less than two hits you have to go on a month long vacation <laughs> enjoy it and enjoy you, it though you cannot come to the facility you cannot play baseball <laughs> you're out fucking out of here and uh, the third one from Eric was Hicks, no longer switch hitter, which is always funny to me. Like, Chase Headley was much better as a lefty this year, but in 2016 he was much better as a righty, I believe. And Teixeira, on his interview on Part of My Take, said he's completely different. Like, he was com- every year, like, switched. Right. So, like, at what point do you come to your coach in college or AAU ball and be like, Coach, I'm a switch hitter? And your coach just say, no, you're not. Like, like, do you just get to pencil yourself in as a switch hitter if you feel comfortable swinging both ways? Because there's some players like, hey, man, just stick to the one thing that you're good at. Yeah, it's – you almost have to – It's I obviously don't know because I wasn't good at hitting from either side of the plate. But My dad my dad switched hit in college, and his coach told him, like, knock that off. <laughs> you're right. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I would never – it's tough because, like, I, I picture the guys who want to switch hit when I played were guys that were good and, like, earned the chance to switch hit. But that's, like, really tricky. Like, you need to get, a, like, a good productive hit in one of those first few at-bats. Otherwise, they're like, no, just do what you're good at. I don't yeah, know, I man. I, I, I get it. It's supposed to be – actually, I don't know. I think Eric was being kind of serious with that one. And I just – I would never – the splits would have to be a lot more different than that because Hicks had a ton of power from the left side of the plate, and that was kind of Bernie Williams' thing too. Bernie was a natural righty, but he was, like, very slappy. He'd have a couple right-handed home runs a year. Lefty, he was, like, 260, 275, depending the season, but he would have about 20 home runs from that side of the plate. So I made a silly thing serious, and I hate myself. He passed none of those genes down to you. Come on. 
All right, next next caller, we got Jay here. Jay talked. He he used up. I think you have a three minute limit. He used up the whole three minutes and then called back, and used up two two minutes and fifty seconds. So I I cut this up a little bit. True. Uh, because it was long, but we'll get all Jay's points out here. Hi, this is Jay, and I'm uh, calling in to talk about my three-step plan to help the Yankees in 2018. First off, we need to see, obviously, we need to see a uh, a less strict setup coming to games when it comes to bullpens and lineups. I understand that Joe Girardi loved using formulas with the bullpen and lineup. When it comes to lineup, I think we're also too robotic with the bench players, and when it comes to making lineups and such. You said in one of your most recent videos that uh, we had a game in Oakland in June this year on the road trip from hell and that we had a couple of injuries so in the same lineup we had carter romine Torres, mason williams and matt holiday on the same lineup and that can't happen this year although i should point out we scored six runs in the game i thought that was interesting looking back at it anyway main point is we need more flexibility when uh when it comes to our lineups and bullpens on to my next point clubhouse leaders we need to have veterans in the clubhouse lifting up the young guys, of course. With Holiday likely gone and Frazier is a questionable return whether or not we'll sign him, I guess we'll see over the next couple of months. Two of the bigger guys, when it comes to the heartbeat of the club, we need someone to rise above as like the obvious veteran. I think Gardner is a great, going to do a great job filling that role. And as you mentioned, Tanaka should also try to help the younger guys as much as he can. And on to my last point is that we need to have this next man up mentality, just like last year, and guys like Therese are going to be key for this. Obviously, best case scenario, no guys get hurt, knock on wood, but injuries are obviously inevitable. And the best teams in baseball, they succeed when facing adversity. I think it's a big key to succeed in 2018. Every player needs to feel as if they could start tomorrow. We can't be like the Angels with Mike Trout or the Nationals with Bryce Harper and put it all on one man's back. Everyone needs to contribute. I know this may seem obvious, but it really is the biggest part of being a successful team. Those are my three points, and uh, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. I can't wait to see what's in store next year for the Yankees. I'm excited. Go Yankees. All right, so long, and they're kind of serious. Yeah, did you, did you hear it okay? I can hear it okay. It, I mean, he didn't, he didn't get the job for me. No, it was a little bit actual serious points. We can discuss them, not at length, because I'm trying to have fun this episode, but – First, first up was need fluidity, fluidity with the lineup and the bullpen and all that, which Joe Girardi was really bad at. And I said at the beginning of last year he needed to do better. And I think last year was Joe's most fluid year because he didn't have a cheater. He didn't yeah. have an A-Rod clogging up. And for the most part, a lot of guys played a lot of different positions. We only had the same batting order like six times. Uh, but, yeah, that's obviously a must. If a guy's hot. Play him where he plays best. If a guy gets cold, drop him down a little bit. I'm all for flu- fluidity. Did we did we make a final decision if we decided if Judge should have been moved down or up the lineup earlier when he was slumping? Because, mm, I mean, during, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, during the season we were kind of eh on it because he'd already done so much for us. If, if, he does, if he does another one of those next year, do you move him up or down? sooner it depends there's so many factors that go into it yes i like that like i don't even think it wasn't moving judge that fixed judge it was judge hit better right i don't think the lineup matters you don't believe in lineups yeah that's what i like that to a point i don't really uh what was the next thing that jay said 
Uh, veterans, actually, it's like a good point. He said, if Todd and CeCe both leave, that that leaves a lot of the veteran mentality in the clubhouse. And the Cubs said when uh, Ross Rossi, and Hayward. Hayward's still there. Um, Fowler. Yeah. Left that they lost like a lot of the clubhouse voices. That's true. So we need to bring CC back. Gardner is not the same. He said Gardner could step up. No, Gardner is not going to no. do that. Fun, making things fun, laughing, clapping guy in the clubhouse. No, he's the he's the during the game nut job. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the last topic was next man up. Yeah, everyone needs a next man up mentality. Good shit. Yeah, I like that. All right. All right, this is the next one. Hey, Talking Yanks. Uh, this is uh, a big fan in uh, Denver, Colorado, calling in for my three things the Yankees need to uh, – the new manager has to do for a successful 2018 season. And to start it off, uh, number one, uh, the manager should talk to front, the front-end personnel and come up with an agreement that on the last home game of a series – the fans should be able to pick the opposing team's walk-up song. Not the home team, the opposing team. Uh, I think it would be a huge advantage to the Yankees if after every single walk-up of the opposing team, uh, they would just be horribly unconfident and just devastated knowing that their theme song is the Barney theme song for their walk-up or the Wiggles or some horrible Justin Bieber song. Um, I think that would get in their heads and give the Yankees a huge, huge opportunity. Uh, I'm going to stop it and do them one at a time because I don't want to. That's a big one. And this is fun. This is a big fan from Denver. Didn't say his name, but I was like, yes, getaway day. You got a Sunday day game. Actually, those sell. It's like the middle of the week, like the, the Wednesday getaway game or the Thursday getaway game, day game, no one's coming. How do you get fans to come? Let them choose the walk-up music for the opponents. It's great. You think it's just a texting thing? Text? Yeah, like everyone texts. Yeah, and then the most <clears throat> the most texts wins. I have one that I think you're going to like. So, I and I'm going to preface this. I don't know what you're going to say, but I think this is going to be interesting because I, I think you and me aren't going to like – the mainstream kind of humor on this idea. Like the Barney song, like that does nothing for me. Like playing like a yeah. children's song or something. Like I, I don't think that's. Okay. Anything. Well, well let me play one for you and see yeah, if this does okay. anything for you. Okay. Now this is first one specific player. Okay. We're playing Tampa so Bay. You just, so this is unfair. You've picked one player in one song to play. Okay. I told you like three times, prepare something. Cause I have two prepared. Okay. All right. So I didn't think. Okay. Now batting for the Tampa Bay Rays, number something, Peter Borges. Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Peter, you don't do anything of value. Peter, you suck. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean that- that's good. That's oddly specific, though. Like I don't <laughs> think that's fair. Just just judge it on how it would be, and not because it's going to be better than yours. No, that's great. But, like, you need to be thinking of a team, not, like, the one time we play Peter Borges. Well, each player like, gets thought, their own walk-up song. I know, but I thought you were going to be thinking of, like, like full concept, like, man, 
you know, we're every time we're going to play like the other bad humor I was thinking of was like, people are going to like, oh, oh, play Nickelback when they come up. Like, no, that's like that doesn't like people actually. Do that. So mine was you just go full Weird Al on it, which is kind of where you were at with the Peter Part song. That's one step away. What a Weird Al song. No, I think you bring him in and like specialize it to this. Like I oh, think like they had an individual. Well, that's yes. the same thing. Well, it's a concept. It's the Weird Al idea. It's being silly, being ridiculous, get the stadium going wild. Finding a specific song for everyone. What are you gonna do? All right, Evan Longoria, go. No. You're like coming at this at some weird, angry place. That's yeah, funny yeah. if Peter Borges plays a song. If the whole right. stadium's going, Peter, you suck. Peter, you that's, suck. That's funny. That's fantastic. I love that. I I I was looking at it from a, a, a broader scope. So what what are the okay, other well, two my, what are the other two MLB players you're gonna terrorize? No, I don't. I just have this is another one, like some random player, but it can't be a good player. You just announce their name, now batting, blah, blah, blah. Okay, see, I like that. You just didn't like it because it's different than what you were thinking. The Peter one was fucking great. It's good, but it works. Sad trombone, though, you can't do it to a good player. Like, because then they're just like, no, like, uh, you're just doing that because I'm good. You do it to, like, yeah. when, like, Kyle Hig when Higgsy was 0 for 21 and, like, he was walking to the plate and then he gets sad trombone. Just he, demoralizing. Like, really deep in his core, like, fuck. See, I'm very. <laughs> Hundred percent. In in high school, when uh, and when we had home games in high school, we would make the other team take the ice first to skate in circles, and we would play the circus theme. Right. That was pretty good. That's good. See, that's see, I like that because you could do that. Like that could be the Yankees like thing. Like for every like worst player on the team, you play the sad trombone, so they come up and they're like. I got voted the worst player on the team. You got to change it up, though. Like, because, like, if you hear tr trombone once, the second time you come to bat, it's not going to affect you. I think it does. If you get if out and then you hear sad trombone. No. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. All right. Do you have any others? Man, I just, like, your sad trombone is very on par with what I want to go with. All right, cool. I win. You won. It wasn't a competition until you hated on my Peter one. I loved your Peter which one. Which is a great song. I just didn't think we were picking out individual songs for players. I should have started with trombone, then given you Peter next, and you wouldn't have hated Yes, absolutely. Well, your brain is dumb. So you messed up. So you admit you messed no. up. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I crushed it. You said I should have done that, so. Just to appease your pea brain. Rice hair. Right. Uh, my step two is that Yankees should have to bring lunch to the games, stay in the worst hotels, um, any kind of penny-pinching thing that a Yankee could do um, to save up for a Bryce Harper $400 million contract for the year 2018. I think any any dime that they can save, just to throw it all at them and give them and give uh, Judge another corner outfielder. Um, that's Judge Sanchez, Bird, and Harper all with forty bombs in a year. I think there's no way you can beat that lineup. Okay, so let's talk about that one. 
I'm not on board with this unless one thing. Okay, interesting, because I thought you were fully out. Once we get Harper for his first season, he has to eat the same thing all the other guys had to eat the year before. Otherwise, they're going to hate him. They're like, dude, we ate piss and shit all last year just for you to be on the team. So Harper needs to go through a season of penny pinching, and he's like, man, this sucks. And they're like, yeah, we went through it too. And then the next year, it's like like in combat, like everyone hated the replacements because they didn't have to go through the terrible shit first. So Harper – otherwise, players are just going to hate Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> this is one of the things that always cracks me up about sports is when teams are like or like in baseball where the salary cap doesn't really matter, it's not a hard cap. Like when players get mad about or when people get mad about a big contract, like, "Oh, I can't believe the, can't believe they gave him that much money." It's like, "Well, you're not paying that money <laughs> like <that's, laughs> like none of that's coming from you so like the yankees aren't gonna have to penny pinch their guys for a year to sign bryce harper they just sign them instead but <laughs> man do we have the harper talk no 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 okay good <laughs> i was hoping you're gonna say that not one bit but uh, i mean imagine be like, all right guys we're not gonna eat good we're gonna stay in bad hotels uh why coach because we're going to give Harper 400 million oh, next we, year. We want to replace you next year with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's, like a bad, it's like a bad major league. <laughs> Brett Gardner's like, ah, fuck this. I'm out of here anyway. <laughs> He's replacing yeah. me. All right, next one. From- Mostly an offseason thing that must happen has to be to wrap Greg Bird up in bubble wrap and pillows. Anything that is soft, just tape it to him and pray to God that he just sleeps in bed all day and does not even walk to his car for the opportunity of him rolling an ankle. Anything, bubble wrap, bubble gum, I don't care. Please keep that man healthy for the 2018 season. He is the key to any World Series championship. Love watching you guys. Really looking forward to hearing what other people have to say. Talk to you later. You guys. All right. Oh, uh, let's talk about Bird, and then we'll decide if we hire a big fan from Denver. Or didn't get his right. I like that he ended that with he's a big key to the World Series because it came out of love. Then, like, it didn't yeah, come was, out of. I was gonna say, was, I, was he calling Bird soft? There is he called him fragile? Yeah, that's the tricky part because if you say all that shit, just as being mean to Bird, it kind of irks me. But if you're like, hey, keep him healthy because he's a key to a World Series, I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Wrap them in bubble gum. I don't know how that works, but the bubble I mean, gum, the bubble gum, kind of convinced both of us. We're like, okay, that's. I don't even know if that helps, but I'm very interested in covering Rick Bird and bubble gum. Bird's got to stay healthy for this full season, and I'm I'm not just talking, like I mean it's just obvious. But if he gets a little injury and misses a month, I'm not losing my shit. But all of Yankee fans are. And, and he might get himself to a place of hatred he can't come back from if he misses serious time this year. Yeah, I, 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 I like the way you phrase that because I was – in my head I was just running through it. And I think a month is about the over-under. Cause like, okay, I agree as, with that. As, as long as it's not like a fluky thing, like, you know, he, he gets hurt, it is what he is, and there's no like – there can't be an injury excuse. Like, 
I, I don't know. I, I feel weird phrasing it that way, but like we threw out a lot of bad baseball because you had this weird foot injury. Like we're, we're cool. You're cool. <laughs> but it's kind of like a don't let it happen again. Otherwise you're the weird guy who gets hurt. Right. Like I, yeah. I don't want to say that in a mean way, but like, I don't know. Greg, you and Greg Bird are friends. So. I, I, I like, I appreciate the humor yeah. of it and the thought keep Greg Bird safe it's good so are we hiring big fan from denver I'll, I'll i'll hire him he's better than me better than you all right next one next up all right john boy calling in with my three-step game plan for how the 2018 yankees are going to win a world series first things first we got to get otani the pitcher hitter combo is just too good to be true we can't let that slide between our fingers we've all seen what he can do pitching and hitting and we've seen also how well he can uh, tuck his hands into his sides and point his elbows out Huge intimidation factor. Can't let that go. All right. Number two. All right. Get Otani. I think it's a good game plan. Get Otani. Not bad. Have you, seen what he, have you seen what he can do with his, he like, something some weird like that? I, I've no, I don't know what that was. Here's <laughs> a picture of it. All right. Step number two. To Reyes. So we're going to give to Reyes two sets of cleats. One's going to be, we'll get him some nice Jordans with some three-inch spikes, something like that, to give him an extra boost in the batter's box. Next at bat, take those off. We'll put on some new balances, no spikes. Constantly throwing off the pitcher, constantly throwing off the umpire. Strikes one will be changing every other at bat. He'll get used to it. They won't. All right, that's number two. How about that? That's not bad. Why isn't that utilized like, okay, you struck me out at the knees. I'm going to go put on my platform spikes, <laughs> get a bit taller. That's like futuristic baseball stuff right there. That's like, imagine, like, some guy just comes barefoot the next at-bat. <laughs> what if that, like, changes the game forever? You know, in, like, the 1980s, the Chicago Blackhawks were the first NHL team to curve their sticks, and they won the Stanley Cup easily. They were the only team with curved sticks. Well, maybe the Yankees will be the only team with fluctuating cleat heights. Yeah, you don't even need multiple cleats. You just change it. You can change it mid-at-bat. <laughs> Hold on, undo the undo the wristbands, drop down. <laughs> it's mechanical, is what you're saying. Yeah. You hit a button, you pop up two inches. <laughs> All right, and, and third. All right, third game plan. If there is a runner on third base with less than two outs, and the ball does not go into the air. That person has to crawl back to the dugout no matter what. End of story. All right? Can't leave those guys there. We got to get the sacrifice. Got to get the sacrifice in. Got to make them score. That's on par with my push-up thing. A little more demoralizing to have to crawl back to the dugout. Yeah. It would, it would be cool a lot of the time. There would be some, like, such sad moments. Oh, yeah. Like a strikeout looking. Just like... Army crawl, not even like just or just like if the if the team's having like one of those over twelve runners in scoring position nights, like oh my god, I just I just watched five of my Yankee idols crawl back to the dugout. <laughs> That'd be good. I mean, anything to get them to start hitting the ball, driving the ball uh, in the air with runner on runner on third less than two outs. I'm four, so if we're if, for that, if you don't want to crawl. That's fine. Now, all right, uh, a voicemail came in while we were recording. I have no idea what this is. Um, so we're going to listen. All right, so my three-step plan 
Well, first, after you hire Alfred Drake as manager, first thing you do, you make Rick Arthur and CC Sabathia the co-captains of the team. The second thing you would do is, I got a recall. All right, so he, he ended with, I got a recall. All right, I don't know if he's going to start over. The first thing you would do is, you, after you have Alfred Drake as manager, make Brett Gardner the captain of the team. The second thing you would do is you would have a pre-game huddle every single game where, just like in football, one of the players does a hype speech every single game. And the third thing I would do, I guess the third thing I would do, is I wouldn't just trade everyone and make room for new people and other people are playing well. And I'd make Yankee tickets cheaper. I could go on and on. Um, All right. So there's three things, which is kind of a lot, because he was like, the first thing I'd do after hiring Al Padrique, well, that's number one. Then. Right. So <laughs> yeah. call that one. <laughs> call that one. Two, in the first voicemail, he, before he redid it, he said he's going to make Brett Gardner and Cease Sabathia co captains. Okay. Oh, hate it. It's pretty nice. It's nice. I mean, I don't know if they need to be captains. It's actually like a big thing with the Yankees. Like in my yeah. head, I was like, yeah, sure. But that's like. No, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. thing. Can't force that upon upon guys that aren't going to be around for the foreseeable yeah. future. Um, second thing I'll do, a pregame huddle before every game with a hype man in the middle. Now, this is kind of what I was saying, but Tanaka is my hype man and Brett Gardner's a translator. Right. CC Sabathia said uh, on one of those podcasts that like they fucking hate that shit in baseball and it's just not how baseball is. But I don't want to take it to that serious. You don't want to take it. I don't want to take this to that serious level, but baseball players don't like that or enjoy it um, because they're just like, man, we got 160 games. Shut the fuck up. But hey, if you want to do the washing machine before games, if if everyone buys in, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're selling. If everyone buys in, you got a winner. Unless you're Good selling times. losing on purpose, like the Chicago White Sox of 1918 or whatever. Right. <laughs> that was great. That was a great little thing I just did in my brain. Wow. Okay. Uh, what was his last one? I didn't get his last one. Uh, I would lower lower ticket prices. That was the sneaky fifth. There was a fourth. <laughs> there was a fourth at one point. I would do is I would. Trade everyone, make room for new people, and other people are playing well. You wouldn't trade everyone to make room for new people when other people are playing well. Yeah. Keep the good players. I'm so pro keeping the good players on the team. All right, so he's hired. He's lowering ticket prices, which if he's we're the, the every fr- man. <laughs> If we're the front office doing the hiring, I'm not sure we're on board with that plan. (laughs) But you and I, we're good. Okay, we had one write-in. Not a voicemail, a write-in. This is the last one. And then we have some regular questions, and then we'll be done. Number one, one one-year deals for CC until he can't walk. Don't hate that at all. Yeah. Don't hate that at all. Two, starting pitchers adopt the Tanaka hat mannerisms as a rallying cry during Ooh, good outings. That's pretty good. That's really good. I love pretty how good. much Tanaka hates his hat. So, yeah, I'm down with that. Number three, the list becomes known by both Yes and the Yankee Clubhouse 
I picture toe yelling Adam to the list during a pitching change. <laughs> yeah, that's this is from Sam S F R I don't know. Sam. Sam Frey? Sam Frey ninety seven? Yeah, how do you know that? He's a fan. Okay, that was good for you for knowing that handle. But yeah, that's from yeah. Sam Frey. I like yeah, all three of those. By the way, I'm 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 so in on the list. <laughs> You've said it before. So in on the list. That should actually very much be a thing. Just imagine a full a full dugout. Wait, I just had a vision. I just had a vision. I was just giving you a vision. Okay, you give me your vision. I'll hold on to mine. Go yours. The full dugout, like 24 players, coaches, everyone at the top of the dugout saying, put him on the list like, as, the, as the other team's manager comes to like that's fight stuff, but not. That is awesome. Now I'm going to add my vision on top of yours. They're all the top dugout screaming that as they pass a uh, Ooh, an actual list. Like they pass the marker down to like the last person, probably Rob Thompson, that little weasel. And he just like walks to the edge of the dugout and writes the name on the list, and then they all go crazy. <laughs> yeah, or do, if you're they, the bat, they hold the they hold the list up, and whoever the last batter was that knocked him out yes. just like looks at it. Yeah. No, I think the last the batter that gets puts him on the list adds his name. So once he comes back into the dugout, or even when they're changing pitchers, just runs in real quick. Yeah. Be awesome if it was a hit by pitch that ended it. He's just like limping back in, same <laughs> on the list. Dude, no, man, I, I haven't demanded anything from your, the loyal, tremendous fan base you have. I want Yankee Stadium screaming next year, Adam to the list. Just the I whole state. So I just went from like the players pointing and screaming. I bet the whole stadium. Put it on the jumbotron. Yeah. Listed. And then they have like. I think Sam, he, I wish Sam would have left the voicemail because I'm trying to get the voicemails going, but he did the right in. I think he won. Yeah. We, he might have got the job. Might have got the job. All right. Uh, some quick questions, and we'll just go quickly. Hi, this is from Adam. My question is, who do you think had the best finger guns? Jake, do you have an answer? We did a finger gun poll where we had voting on Twitter, and there was a winner, and I can't really think who it was. Yeah. I, man, I was all about the – I'm about the low-key finger guns. So, like, Headley, who's, like, embarrassed to do them? He's like, mm. <laughs> no. I don't like the embarrassed finger guns. I, just, I don't like the, the wild, wild ones. I just like uh, – I like I, I, with I like so Castro is like arms out. Um, he goes back judge, to the dugout. Yeah, Judge comes up, and I just I think I like Didi. He's just very solid. It's the firm. But Andujar came in second, and I think Judge won. And Judge Gary, Didi, Andujar were the top four on the voting. It's not bad. All right, <clears throat> um, kind of a serious question. We'll do it quickly. Hal Steinbrenner said that while Cashman's deal isn't done, he's expressed that he wants Cashman back and vice versa. Maybe it's a handshake deal with no terms, but we're working on it. Those are quotes from Hal. So right now his contract isn't up, and they're like, yeah, he's coming back, but we haven't really talked, figured it out yet, but uh, we both know he's coming back. I mean, it sound, sounds like the ultimate good place 
between Hal and Cash, like complete trust, complete same page. Yeah, it's I, I think it's carryover from uh, George Steinbrenner a little bit, and I mean it's it's almost like you, we're we're in bed with Cash. I mean it it doesn't make sense to bail at this point. Um, and I don't know. It was, I will say at one of the press conferences lately is one of the first that there was about 15 years where Cashman like didn't age and now it feels like he's aging again so I don't know I think his it's something to start looking on the horizon for but he Cash is going to be with the team another three five years at least yep. all right um next question does it hurt you the way it hurts me that Tyler Clippard lost all those games for us and still got a ring from Jamie? I'm ha- I was always Team Tyler over Team John Boy. Um, <laughs> over Team John Boy. Uh, I was Tyler Clippard's biggest fan for like four years until he was very bad. It didn't pain me until he posted that Instagram picture with like the trophy in front of his locker. It was like, it's my computer again uh an instagram poster in front of his picture in front of his locker like finally at the championship it's like dude you weren't on the roster like you gotta know your time and place you can't be posting that i understand you're super happy you feel like you're a part of it you weren't but he's a part of it he's got his ring don't be such a weasel um i'm happy for tyler clipper how about that brady brady asked a question, but it's about free agent signings, and we already went over that last pod. Left fielder, if Chapman's, if Hicks the everyday left fielder, who gets left field spot, Ellsbury, Hicks, or Clint? Who gets the left? They're saying after Gardner? If Cashman sees Hicks as an everyday player next year, and obviously Judge is our right fielder, who gets the left field spot? Ellsbury, I mean, he must mean Ellsbury, Doherty, or Clint. The leftover outfield spots? I don't know. He's asking who gets left Gardner. field. Fred Gardner. <laughs> Gardner, okay. Uh, I've got one question, then I'll hang up and listen. If you had to open a bar with two Yankee players, one current, one former, who would they be and why? Good question. Now, can I put a stipulation in? Are you still there? Wow, Jake's frozen. All right, hopefully he comes back. I'll just give my answer. All right, Jake just said his battery, 6%, his computer died. So I'll answer this one. I was going to let Jake know that he's not allowed to have Bernie Williams in his bar because he'll just be playing his weird-ass music and no one will want to be there. My first thought was David Wells and David Cohn, since they're really good friends. But David Wells kind of has that Hell's, Hell's Angel, and I don't want it to turn into a Hell's Angel bar, so he's out. So Al Leiter, he's a big drinker, but he's kind of boring. David Cohn, I think he's going to be my former, my current Got to be someone that speaks English because I don't speak Spanish or any other language. Who? Not Gardner. Probably angry. Cece. Okay, great. Is Cece count as current? Yeah, he counts as current. It's Cece and David Cohn. It's a pitcher's bar. How about that? And the last question was a voicemail. They said, do you think Seve has a chance of winning the Cy Young? Uh, He didn't win it. He got his third place votes, and that's good. Uh, All right. So it's just me now. Jake ditched. Uh, for those watching on the live stream, thanks, 15 of you here now. It's not like we had a really good time or place to do this, but that was fun. This was the end of voicemails, interviews, fun episode. I thought it was fun. Uh, try and leave more voicemails. Leave them at any time. 
um, we, if you have any questions and I'd like to do more fun stuff because sometimes we just get fucking stuck into the serious mode and doing actual like in-depth baseball stuff and it's it's a little much let's loosen it up every now and then so leave voicemails the more the better ask about anything ask about Jake's GPA in high school I don't care um, that's it. That is the end of Talking Yanks. This is episode 42. And it was, that's all. That's all. That's all. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.